0: Welcome to Grace Notes. Over the past few months, we've been sharing the Sandbex experiences in building the first Christian radio station in southern Belize. Today's program finishes out this series. We concluded our last program with the completion of the station. However, that was only the beginning. A schedule needed to be developed, and they needed staff. Once again, as you listen, you'll be amazed at how God had prearranged everything.
1: To run a radio station, you need programs and music. God had this all planned out for us. Someone included over a 100 Christian music CDs in with the donated studio equipment. We stayed in a missionary's home when we first arrived in Belize. Because they were doctors, they had a phone, a real luxury. During the months we lived there, we were able to contact various ministries so that by the time we finished the station, we had 16 ministries sending us programs on a cyclical basis. Most were in English, the country's primary language, but we also had some in Spanish and the Indian languages. We knew God didn't intend for us to stay in Belize, so we prayed for a program manager with the same qualifications Nehemiah prayed for, a man of integrity who fears God more than most men do. Early on in the project, a Belizean Christian school teacher, Wallace Edwards, expressed an interest in working at the station. He'd received a call from the Lord four years earlier to be in radio, though there was none. He was perfect for the job. He loved the Lord, loved Christian music, was a whiz at computers, and didn't mind being alone. What more could we have asked for? While we were building the station, he learned the automation system. We began operation on June 8th, running from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. most days. The first week we were on the air, we received five letters from listeners expressing their thanks. Wallace joined us two weeks later, after completing his school year. How's that for timing? He took the 7-to-2 shift, and we ran it from there. He loaded programs and music in the computer, and we began to automate our shift shortly after. It was then we realized we'd worked ourselves out of a job and needed to return home to raise support to pay the ongoing costs. I don't know about you, but I'd love to look in retrospect at how God worked things out. His timing was perfect. We arrived almost one year to the day from the time the license was granted. It would have been taken away if the station wasn't up and running when it was. And now the authorities are no longer issuing licenses. There was a hurricane some years before that sawed off treetops near the property. Because of this, the station could be heard in the town— where it normally wouldn't have been able to reach. The building was completed just before the six-month rainy season hit. Since it rains approximately 128 inches during that time, it surely would have delayed the project. God gave us perfect weather, rain when we needed it, and clear otherwise. In Nehemiah's story, the people returned to the Lord after Ezra read the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We return to the States firmly believing that God will move greatly in Belize through His word and through prayer for revival in that land. recap the main lessons we learned to help you in your ministry and encourage you to trust God for more. All believers in Christ are called to be missionaries. A calling begins with a need made known and is followed by a burden. It may seem overwhelming, but God's grace and power will see you through. Just focus on Christ. God will confirm your call, then equip and enable you. It may involve a sacrifice, but when you realize the message you have to share will affect people's lives for eternity, the struggle to accomplish the work will be well worth it. No great undertaking for the Lord is ever achieved without prayer. Prayer precedes provision, which precedes power, which gives you the courage to act. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. God shows the outline of His plan and reveals the details as you step into each section. The best way to deal with the many unknowns is to turn your will over to God every day. When you do God's work, you can expect adversity. Choose to count on God's faithfulness and appreciate His blessings and you won't get discouraged. I want to conclude with the greatest lesson I personally learned from all this. When it was time to return home, I was a bit unsettled. We'd made so many changes before we left in order to do this work, and in some ways we were returning to more unknowns than we had in going to Belize. One day I asked Dale to run the station himself so I could clean and pack, and as I worked I cried. I started talking to the Lord about how I felt, and He said in my spirit, "'Do you remember what I told you to do when you had a problem with the station?' I remembered that he said to tell him it was his project that really freed me because it was his responsibility to make it work, not mine. He said, your life is my project. Give it to me like you did the station. And I realized that if I let him run my life the same way he ran the station, it would be successful because he has everything all figured out and he doesn't make mistakes. I could live by faith, as Hebrews 10.38 says we're to do, and see His hand in the U.S. the same way I did in Belize. The more we think of all that transpired in this project, the more we realize the miracle that God chose us to be a part of. We are truly grateful. How do you say thank you to such a great love? Paul says it in 2 Corinthians five fourteen and 15. Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Now that's a challenge for all of us in these days of Elijah.
2: Jehovah, there is no God like Jehovah. 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 Jehovah.
0: Listening to Grace Notes. For more information about this ministry, please write to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland 21047, or visit us on our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise.